T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detailer along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and Charlie Long. Want to tell everybody at 520 tonight, uh, we're going to have Scott Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher, also covers LSU baseball, so he'll give us some rundown. And uh, Charlie, with us that uh, they play three games in four days? Four games in four days. Four games in four games. Okay, okay, wow. And so the pitching staff will find out. Scott was the first one. Man, I give him credit. Before they played one game last year, he was like, man, Mike, I got concerns about their pitching staff. I don't think they have any depth, and their defense is bad. Or like he said, uh, you always, you and Bobby's always saying, man, it's pooty. Well, yeah, but, but that hasn't been the case no, this year. No, they flipped the script. No, that's one reason why they hung in there. Look at the pitching. Uh, Texas, they only gave up four hits. Uh, look at the defensive side. Um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you weren't about the middle infielders, shortstop, second base, and all. So, no, that, that has to continue. And, uh, no, I mean, you have to be optimistic. And like I said yesterday, I think what I was impressed with more than anything is that winning in Austin. It wasn't like, uh, you know, they came to the box and, uh, you know, played, uh, you know, before you start SEC play and all that. Uh, this is in Austin. And, and obviously, uh, I'd be interested to see um, – you know, just gonna the rich get richer because uh, Oklahoma has a tradition in baseball. So, you know, we kind of focus on football. But when you look at, like, Texas and Oklahoma baseball, and they come into the SEC, Mike. Yow. No, it, it, it's like all of a sudden you look, okay, who's in the top ten? Oh, the SEC has six or seven teams in the nation that's in the top ten. I mean, and so, you know, can you win two out of the three? You know, I know, don't worry about sweeping them, but can you win like two out of three? Uh, we talked about this young man yesterday, Nolan Smith, who's a defensive and outside linebacker from Georgia. He was a guy that uh, he's worked out with Pete Jenkins. Pete has talked to me about him and raved about his athletic skills. He had some injuries this year. Um, he just ran moments ago an unofficial right around 260 pounds, a 4.44 40-yard dash, and he posted a 41-and-a-half-inch vertical leap. Well, uh, those numbers, all of a sudden, <laughs> that catches every team's attention. And that's almost like, Mike, that's like getting hit by a car. You know, to be that big and to run that fast, no how they try to protect a quarterback, whatever. But if he's coming downhill and he hits you and he's moving that fast, uh, no, uh, 
you're gonna feel like man i was in you know got hit by a car or something it was like <laughs> the, unbelievable no mike those numbers don't lie no the best but thing to be is, that big and that fast and, and that much explosion with his vertical and all that, that as uh, he walks away they were uh basically interviewing him and he's like i wasn't even running full speed no, I don't know about that, but uh, uh, but he, yeah, I mean that was a great line. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. That was, I was a like, great oh, line. Yeah. I mean, I, I ran fast, but I think I yeah, I'm gonna run it a little faster. Faster, like oh, and what? You're like good gracious. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We're gonna go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy in the huddle with Bobby and Mike and Charlie. Hey, listen, guys. I talked to Charlie about this. I know you guys brought it up on the show yesterday. So you know, Pistol Pete's the all-time scoring record holder in NCAA Division One history and all that. Tonight, a guy named Antoine Davis. I know there's an asterisk. I know the three-point line and all that. This guy, he plays for Detroit Mercy. Yep. He's 26 points away from breaking uh, the record. 25 from tying, 26 from breaking. Now, they're the 10th seed in the Horizon League. They're playing the one seed. So this is probably, on paper, his last game of the season. So it's he, he's either going to break it tonight or he's not, unless there's an upset. And the ten seed beats the one seed, Youngstown State. But yeah, this kid, I, Antoine Davis. I want to get your take on that, and also, um, you know, just the the legacy of Pistol Pete in relation to the changes now in basketball. You know, I, I was a little too young to see him what? when he was playing for the Jazz. But you guys tell me, and for LSU, man, I'm old enough. I saw in. him play as a freshman no, no, uh, at LSU. Uh, uh, My uh, pop uh, brought me there. Listen, at the Cow Palace, at the old Cow to... Palace. Now, uh, Jimmy, I mean, Pistol Pete Maverick would do Harlem Globetrotter type stuff in a real game that counted. It's not just an exhibition. Where he doing all these fancy passes and all that and not turning it over. Who's the guy that played, I want to say, with the Kings, University of Florida? I think he liked to smoke a lot of weed. Uh, but but, but uh, the, the, the little uh, guy, who was the guard, Mike? A little white guy. Man, I can picture him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, somebody's going to – he's for University of Florida. I want to say he played with the Kings, played in the NBA. Wasn't, but, he, uh, wasn't it like white chocolate that was yes, his nickname? Yes, they called him white, white chocolate, chocolate and all that. Yeah. But, but the problem with him, he would do Pistol Pete stuff We'd have too many damn turnovers. In other words, that, uh, well, why are you doing all that stuff? Uh, Man, Johnny Newman, when he was at Ole Miss and then he goes to the ABA. And uh, let me tell you, this guy played with Randy Moss. I mean, it was going back, I want to say, West Virginia in high school and all. Uh, th- th- that's their backdrop. And, uh, yeah, you know, smoke weed every day. But, but anyway, uh, so, so they, they were hanging out. But he would do all these trick passes. But if he did it 10 times, seven of the 10 were turnovers. <laughs> Where that wasn't the case uh, with Pistol. Jason Taylor, Jason. Jason Williams. Jason, Jason Williams. Oh, Taylor, yeah, you were close. Oh, you Jason. Close. I got J- yeah, Jason Williams tried to be Pistol Pete, but he would turn the ball over uh, too many times. And the thing is with Pistol Pete, I mean, to me, it just blows me away that he didn't score now and then. He averages, he averaged 44 points a game. If you average uh, 34 points, is unbelievable. He averaged 44 points a game. So that's when I look at Pistol Pete. It's like he would do Harlem Globetrotter type of stuff in a real game. I mean, his floppy socks, you know, his dad, Press Maverick, is the coach and all that. It was unbelievable. But now, uh, Jimmy, to look at why I'm still optimistic he maybe might not break the record against Youngstown State is that if you look at it, 
Uh, and and he can uh, how much he needs, Charlie? Is there like twenty six points? He needs twenty six. Twenty six to break it. Twenty five to tie. Okay, he had thirty two points in the first game versus Youngtown Youngtown State. So then obviously he would break the record, but he was held to a season low fifteen points the second time they played. So I don't know. It could go either way. So uh, hopefully Youngtown State is uh, motivated. Uh, Mike, it's at seven p.m. tonight. It's going to be on ESPN Plus. So a lot of LSU Tiger, uh, Pistol Pete fans will be watching the scene. So when I get home tonight, I'll get to watch the end of it. So yeah, so, <laughs> so Mike, it's not a slam dunk that he. Oh, he's going to break that record. No, look, he's going to score twenty six. No, but it's different time, different era, and I think he even acknowledged the fact <laughs> oh. that. You know, come on. With Pistol played, no three-point shot. Okay, shot clock uh, now involved. And, again, Pete did not play as a freshman because he had to play on the freshman team. Freshman couldn't play. Freshman Uh, couldn't play back then. Mike, that's another freshman story. We were talking about UCLA early. Like, uh, Lou Alcindy, before he became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, UCLA, can you imagine today? Uh, Because the freshman could play, so it couldn't happen. But UCLA had won the national championship. I want to say with Gail Goodrich and all they had, uh, Cassie Russell maybe. I'm trying to go way back. And they had won the national championship team. And John Wooden, you know, just them playing amongst themselves and having a practice. They played a game. The freshman team versus the national champs, the freshman team with Luau Sinda, they beat them by 12 points. The team that just won the national championship – the freshman team at UCLA, and then right after, right after Jabbar left, then that was Sidney Wicks and Curtis Sid, yeah, Rowe. Yeah, and yeah. That, Although that it, it was man. constant, but um, it was unbelievable. But Mike, the one thing about Antoine Davis, I think he said it right, uh, and then uh, I think even uh, Pistol Pete's son Jason acknowledged this: that Antoine's called himself, "I'm the greatest scorer." Of my generation. Yeah, I, I so, listen. Nothing so not wrong with that. Not saying I'm the greatest scorer ever. No, Pistol Pete, and then uh, Jason, Pistol Pete's son, said, well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's like people all compare quarterbacks. Well, you can't compare them from the 60s to today. You could knock the crap out of them, and the receivers all the way downfield to the ball was in flight. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And Scotty Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher, will be on with us to talk about the LSU Fighting Tigers right after this break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detilla along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and Charlie Long. On our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line, Scott Sanders. Scott is a former Major League Baseball pitcher, works for Jenny King now, also uh, uh, hits every practice and game he can hit. So, Scott, thanks so much for joining us tonight, bud. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, Scott, uh, give us a little bit about Cam. And uh, uh, I was telling Bob, uh, he gets the first two guys out and then two singles. And I don't know if you taught him that slider or not, but uh, he got out of that inning uh, with the strikeout. Yeah, he did. I was glad to see him get a clean first inning, first time out. Uh, doing good. You know, he's uh, getting his feet wet. He, actually, tomorrow night they play the Padres. He'll be in release tomorrow night on MLB Network. I think it's a 740 start, hard time. So it might be a late night, but I'm looking forward to seeing him watch him pitch again tomorrow night. Okay, he's doing short relief? Yeah, he's, they got him pretty much, uh, probably like kind of a setup type of guy, you know, uh, for, for spring training. That's probably what he'll do during the season, too, when he gets back to AAA. Now, uh, Scott, the question I have for you, uh, because, um, listen, you look at, you got to obviously please the fans and uh, what they're into this day and age. What is your take, whether it's college or uh, Major League Baseball, uh, with the rule changes? You know, uh, between a batter's clock, you look at the mound visit clock, pitching change clock. Uh, all of that that comes into play. Yeah, Scott, as a pitcher, how you as a former pitcher, yeah, how you feel about that? Yeah, so because you know, like if a game lasts, right? My understanding, uh, it's like twenty minutes uh, uh, shorter, and you know, every, yeah. everybody wants something instant now. So you think it's good? I think it might eventually be good for the game. I don't know how you'd feel, but it just seems that way. I really like the – I call it the shot clock, but it's really the pitch clock. I like it because, honestly, when I was a pitcher, I, I was back on the mound ready to throw. I wanted to keep I wanted to keep the pace of play up, right, because what I always tell kids when I coach them or tell kids that I pitch, I was like, the longer your fielders stay in that, out there in that field, the better chance they have to, a mental lapse, an error. You know, the more the, the, they can lose track. I said, but if you get on that mound, get ready to fire – you know, and, and that's going to speed up the game, which is going to make, number one, make you think less, right, sometimes, because sometimes we overthink what happens when you make mistakes. But uh, I think it's good for the game. Honestly, you know, the way we're going in, in our lifetime with TikTok and all these things, they want short clips. Everything wants to be short. Show me what you got and move on, and that's what baseball is trying to do. You know, they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, make the people at home sit down and watch the game from the first thing to the ninth, which before the shot clock, before the pitch clock, it was three and a half hours. They can get that down to two hours and forty-five minutes. It's a win. Scott, uh, I remember last year. I just had said this that uh, before they played the first game, you were like, "Man, Mike, I'll come on with you." But I got to tell you this about the, about LSU. Man, I'm worried about that pitching and that defense is really bad right up the middle. And we have seen massive improvements on defense, and now the depth that LSU has. Uh, in pitching. I mean, it's really remarkable to go from one year to the next. Man, that's when it's good when the transfer portal's there and you can kind of go kind of cherry pick what you need here and there. But, uh, man, it, it's made such a huge difference. And Jay Johnson also working with the defense. You, you're not seeing all those errors like you had saw a year ago. No, that's called the, yeah, I, I call it the Jay Johnson effect. You know what I mean? 
the guy, the guy, number one, he can recruit. Number two, he can coach. And number three, he can really teach. So, you know, LSU really, uh, you know, I, I know they had some other names that they were looking at before they actually settled on Jay, but they really hit a, hit a I don't even want to say a home run. They hit a grand slam by hiring him, you know, because when you go out to practice, he's teaching everything from bunting to defense to, to you name it. He's out there. His hands are in, in the pot. You know what I mean? He's getting his hands dirty with everything. I, I mean, I saw him doing just leading, taking leads off of first base. He was in the middle of that drill. So, you know, they uh, they have obviously, you know, like right now, they're feeling at a 989 clip, which is, I know we only, we got, it's a short sample, but still 989, I mean, that's got to be, you know, top top 10 in the nation. Uh, but but obviously, as we talked a couple of weeks ago, the pitching is, 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 Ridiculous, ridiculously deep, and honestly, some of the guys that they wanted to step up have have, have stepped up. You know, so they, they're definitely moving in the right direction. I know they're striking out a little bit more than people want, but when you have right. power, strikeouts come with power. You know, what I mean, Jay Johnson has a he has a hitting theory, right? He's not just out there teaching hitting mechanics. He's got a theory. He wants to see pitches, and when you see a lot of pitches, you're going to get the two strikes. You know, he's not he's not just go up there and see the first pitch, try to hit it out the park. He wants that pitcher to throw 20 pitches in an inning because the more the more pitches a pitcher throw in a game, the more mistakes. The more mistakes, the more the more times you can you can hurt them with doubles, triples, home runs, all that good stuff. You know, uh, Scott, when you look at it, uh, they play so many games. Uh, you know, look at the NBA, you look at Major League Baseball, you look at college baseball, and, uh, you know, say, oh, look at LSU. They're number one in the nation. Everybody's picking them. And then you have a game like what happened against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And I think that's kind of like even old school baseball. When you break it down, you got ducks in the pond. You got to knock them in. And then the fans, then uh, obviously, even though they beat Texas, and you mentioned it, uh, then they talk about the strikeouts. So is that something that uh, when you look at SEC play, and I think by going on the road and win at Austin, uh, now Texas, uh, obviously you look at their tough schedule, how they've started out, but uh, I told Mike that this is a better victory by playing on the road than if you were playing at the box uh, to beat a team like Texas in their tradition. So so what's your take on that? I think fans are going to have to realize that you're not going to sweep everybody, you're not going undefeated, but is it like the goal? Okay, every time we go out there, you got to win two out of three. Is that kind of where we're at? Yeah, hundred percent. Baseball is is a sport that you're going to lose games throughout the season that you should never lose, right? Because at the, Iowa had a kid named Brody Breck, right? That kid throws up to 102 miles an hour with a wipeout slider, right? And he's wild. So let me tell you, as a hitter, the last thing you want to do is have someone in the mouth with those 102 and doesn't know where it's going, right? Because yeah. <laughs> because it's not a, it's not a very comfortable feeling, right? And then on top, he's got a nasty slider, and that's what somebody said earlier. Is like if we had just put the bat on the shoulder, he'd have walked everybody. That, that that might have been true, but at the end of the day, he went out there and actually it was an ugly box score. LSU didn't get any big hits, you know what I mean? But you're not losing to a thing. Actually, Jay Johnson, I heard him this morning. He said that the person that that guy reminded him of was Steven Strasburg in college. Oh. That's the last type of quality arm he's seen with Steven. That's what he compared him to. So that's a big, I mean, Steven Strasburg in college was literally unhittable. Right. You know what I mean? He said that, that's the type of talent this kid is. And he said, yeah, he beat us. And that's okay, right? Because you know what? If LSU played him five more times, I promise you, they that kid's going to beat him one more time. LSU would probably beat him three. So at the end of the day, they went probably three out of five against this kid. Like in a major league season, when you face a starter five times, they would because the more you face somebody, the better chance you have the next right. time up. Right? When he only went three in the third, I think it was. So they they got two at bats off him. So even they, number one, they never got comfortable because the way the ball was going all over the place. You know what I mean? And then, like I said, he had a wipeout slider. So that's a, that's a tough draw. But the game in Austin was a great, great, great venue for them to play at early in the year. 
you know, the teams they played in, in Round Rock, you know, a couple weren't the, the, the sexiest of, of colleges. So for them to, on the back end of that weekend, go to Texas, and I don't care, Texas is not as good as it were last year because a bunch of guys graduated and uh, went to the pro, well, pro baseball, but you still, you're still in Austin, Texas. That environment, you know I mean, it's still Roger Clemens, and you name those guys that's been <laughs> in that, that stadium. You know what I mean, right. it's, it is a venue that when you walk out of there with a win, and you walk out with a ninth and then, you know, three run homer, and then you close a uh, little Christian Little comes in and, and literally has a sleeper ninth in it and puts puts him to sleep, and you walk off the field. That's a, that's a confident win, even if even though you did lose a game, you know, on Saturday. How about that boy from the Bayou, huh? He oh, yeah. what all of five foot seven and pops that thing out of the park, top of the ninth. Uh, and I remember right. watching him. Uh, I don't know how far you go back with him, Scott. I saw him. I think he was in the ninth grade, and it was like, Mike, you got to go watch him. He's not a football player. I was like, okay, yeah. uh, but man, it's like in on the Bayou. We haven't seen guys that could play that good. He's that good of a player. Now he played always um, in the infield. And I see, you know, sometimes Jay's got him out in the outfield today. But, man, um, he, he's something special coming off the eye surgery and everything. And, man, uh, he got all of that pitch. Yeah, he is. And, uh, Gavin is a warrior. I've, I've been watching Gavin play since he was nine years old. And he's always been that kid. You know, you know, they have those big old country boys from Texas. They call him country strong. I always call Gavin. He's Bayou strong, right? You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, so, <laughs> you know, he, he's that kid that. He's just always. He was always not taller, but he was always just thicker and stronger. Yep. And can I mean he, he ever since he's been hitting ever since. And believe it or not, he was a really good pitcher when he was young. But he is like every team, every really good team like LSU. You kind of have to have a grinder. You kind of have that heart and soul. A guy that's been a program for five years, and that's Gavin. And two, a couple of weeks ago, I remember I told you if he gets healthy, he can hit 15 home runs. Yeah, I remember that. that. He was one fifth of the way there. You know what I mean? And he will. He's that guy because. No matter what it is, he works his tail off. He didn't have to come back for his fifth year, but you know what? He wanted to come back for his fifth year because he started out really strong, kept getting hurt, kept getting hurt. So I'm really hoping for a good, healthy year for him, and he's going to do good. He's going to do some good things. But he is, to me, honestly, he is like one of the, he's the heart and soul of the team. He's the grinder. He's going to get those big hits when when the, when the, when the, when, it's on, when the game's on the line. He's one of the guys you wanted to play because at the end of, end of the day, when you got Cruz and you got all those guys behind you. They don't always worry about Duga, and so guess who who gets who beats them? Duga. Yeah, uh, but, but that, that that hello uh, exclam- exclamation point, so to speak. Uh, but Scott, what about um, and obviously, uh, if you look at when you're dealing possibly with inclement weather or the ten run rule, it seems like they're getting that right. Uh, I was reading where uh, like looking at LSU and the situation they could be in. Because in, in th- these parts, you're always dealing with inclement weather. But a contest will be stopped after seven innings if one team is ahead by at, at, at last uh, with 10 runs in accordance uh, with NCAA rules. Uh, if now the coach of a non-conference opponent does not consent, then you play the game entirely. Then you look at an inclement weather. The weather delays in the final game of a conference series on Sunday and the visiting team does not have classes the next Monday. Well, the general curfew policy shall be waived. If the curfew is uh, waived, no game may start after 10 p.m. local time or resume after midnight local time. So it seems like they're dr- dying the I's and crossing the T's and getting everything right uh, with the, the, the clock and the pitch, uh, you know, clock and everything. And then now dealing with inclement weather, 10 run rule. It seems like whether it's Major League or college baseball, they're wanting to speed things up. Yeah, they, they, they want the viewership 
you know, not only at the park, but also on TV. You know, almost all these games are now on TV somewhere. So they want these games to move. They want them to move fast-paced. They want they want to go. And the 10-run rule they put in is really in there to protect uh, a team. So, you know, LSU's done that, I think, two or three times already this year, right? These teams, number one, they've already given up 10 runs or 12 runs or 15 runs in seven innings. They don't want to use any pitching because they, those people still play a game on Tuesday, then they got three more games the next weekend. So it's really a protective pitching staff from right. having to overuse guys when it's really irrelevant. The game's pro- probably not going to get ever get get back, you know. And, and and so they just that's a good rule that I do like. And obviously, I don't know if you saw, but boy, uh, Lane Burroughs up at LA, La Tech was not too not too man happy was he hot. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, with that, uh, so what happened with the Ole Miss game last night? Uh, because of the fact of inclement weather. Okay. And they pulled the plug on the game. Yeah, they didn't put the tarp on. Didn't, they didn't put the tarp on and, the field. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and he was. He said he wouldn't. He said as long as I'm here, I'll never play with Miss again. He was not happy. <laughs> and I'll be honest, Lane Burrow is one of my favorite guys, and he is. He can really coach too. And, and he's uh, he's really, a super coach. I got to meet him, Scotty, yeah, a couple is. times, uh, and yeah. man, he. He was passionate about it, and I heard him go off. Uh, I didn't know the whole story until I, I had to read back at it that, okay, the, the rain delay and everything else, so but they Ole Miss. Cur- they had the curfew? Uh, so uh, Bianco was, okay, we're not putting that on that field. Uh, game over. Oh, what? End, of, end <laughs> yeah. of story. Oh, wow. Scott, uh, sort of evaluate Paul Skeens. You've got to see him uh, pitch now 12 innings. Um it's 2-0, 0.75 ERA, if my memory is right, uh, 23 yeah. strikeouts. Man, uh, they, didn't, they didn't hit the goal mine with this guy. Yeah, he is a big, strong dude. And, you know, he throws – he sits a legit 97-98, and he's 6'6". Six, six, so that makes 97-98 look even harder, right? He touched 99. But he, he really comes at – he's a big, fiery competitor. He's uh, – and, and he – he has a he has a really solid breaking ball and I, and I do like his changeup and honestly he hadn't used his changeup that much throughout the season so far. But the great thing about it is he got three walks in twelve innings, uh, giving up minimal hits and uh, he is he is a legit Friday night SEC guy and that's why I really like LSU's chances this year and in, in, in the conference. I mean, you take the rest of the way, you know, you got a guy on Friday night who can go out and compete give you six, seven innings, but number one, be intimidating, you know, set a tone. Because that Friday night sets a tone for the, for the whole weekend. You know, you go out and get – that's what happened last year. I mean, love love Blake Money, but he wasn't a Friday night guy. Love Mikhail Heard, he wasn't a Friday night guy. Right. So, you know, you lose Friday night, now you're just thinking like, oh, we got to win one of these two just to salvage not getting swept. Now you go out on Friday night, and now they got some other good Friday night starters in SEC, don't get me wrong. But they have a guy every night. Whoever you put on the mound against him, he's going to go out, going to compete, and is going to give you a chance to win every Friday night. Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, bud. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, guys. All right. Good evening. All righty. You too, Scott. Scott Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher, uh, man, been knowing him forever and a day, and uh, had a great career. Major League Baseball pitching has done a lot of consulting and uh, working with a lot of the youth. Uh, uh, down on the bayou and now in Baton Rouge working for Janny King. But he's at every LSU practice and game. So we appreciate Scott's insights. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear and Charlie Long. Uh, let me give you the explanation on what happened last night, Louisiana Tech and Ole Miss. That's uh, a bunch of BS. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden uh, – 
Louisiana Tech takes a 5-4 lead at the top of the seventh. Then the weather comes, and there's rain and lightning, everything else. And there is a rule that the game would revert back to the end of the sixth inning. Like the previous inning. So, Ole Miss was ahead 4-3. The Rebels ended up winning. Uh, Basically, Burroughs was saying, hey, listen, we'll come back and play you and finish this game. I don't care when it is. You pick the date, we'll come back. Ole Miss says no. And so, again, Louisiana Tech people felt – Man, that's punkish. (laughs) And if I wouldn't have known any better, the – what happened on their Twitter site that Lane Kiffin wouldn't have put this down because it was that's baseball, guys. No, 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 no. That, 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 <laughs> Ouch, hey, the, man. That's not winning on the field. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, and I'm not taking up for Ole Miss or Louisiana Tech, whatever it might be, pro or con, whatever. If whether you're an Ole Miss fan, Louisiana Tech fan, no, that's a bunch of BS. I mean, I don't. And they, again, with the rain coming down, they had no effort to put the tarp on. And I think <laughs> Bianco said, okay, we had enough of this. Uh, end of story, end of game. We're because, not playing because, them anymore. Because, Charlie, what you were saying, uh, that they had previously beaten Ole Miss, right? Yeah, they were going for a midweek sweep. They were sweep. going for a midweek oh, sweep oh. against the Rebels. And the Rebels just kind of tucked tail and ran as soon as they found out that they got the win. <laughs> oh, we got to avoid this. I'm not even a LaTeX fan, fellas, but I think that's kind of Bush League. Uh, but, yeah, so but, same. But, but again, the tw- Twitter feed off of that. Man, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear Lane Kiffin put that on there. Because that would almost sound like something Lane would have done. Because, you know, he, he likes to kind of grind it in a little bit. But, you know, man, Tech got robbed. With well, the, we just playing by, we just playing we playing by, by the rules. <laughs> and, well, you know, hey, listen, we didn't write them. We just playing by them. Unbelievable. But, uh, man, was Burroughs hot last night. He was some hot after well, the game. Mike, didn't he say, well, we'll, we'll never play Ole Miss that, again? That was his comments. Yeah. He never played another game and I've been knowing him for a while now and he is he is a really good coach and well we remember a year ago LSU uh man goes over there I think it was a midweek game it was cold and man tech put it to LSU oh yeah it's like you were playing up north uh, uh, <laughs> yeah baseball. and that was it man we we're not scheduling tech uh in this sort of environment early in the season again anymore we'll be back with more sports talk here on the big 870 right after this commercial break we're finishing up here on sports talk on the big 870 in the five o'clock hour bob uh, lsu football it, it's spring here. drills it, it, right it, around the corner it is here uh look lsu's gonna begin spring football practice next week Look, practice starts on March 9th and uh, is going to finish up with the spring game, April 22nd inside Tiger Stadium. Now, Mike, I think a lot of fans uh, are optimistic. Maybe not so optimistic with the Saints, but with LSU right now, look, they're likely going to be ranked uh, with preseason top 10 yep. after finishing 10-4 yep. and four in the SEC West and winning the SEC uh, Western Division title last season. And I think some – Magazines will have them as a top five. Oh, oh, hello, hello. Now, Mike. Uh, now, I think coaches do this on por- uh, on purpose because of spring break. Uh, the LSU's not the only one who does this. Yep. Uh, after practicing twice next week, LSU's on a pause uh, for spring break and then return to the field March twenty first. And uh, so, Mike, it's a lot going on on campus, and then we're always intrigued with everyone's pro day. LSU is going to hold their pro day on March 29th for the draft eligible players. So a lot of um, LSU football happening in this month of March. 
Yeah, I think everybody wants to see what, what happens and how it kind of shakes out in the secondary. There, there's going to be a lot of change over there, especially at the cornerback position. Uh, new guys coming in, on a, a number of transfer portal guys coming in. Uh, defensive line, uh, I, I don't know how much – I haven't had a chance to talk to him over the last couple of weeks, but Mason Smith – uh, if how he's going to work this out. I know he's doing really well from the knee surgery if he's going to participate or not. So you not. think, yeah, will you participate or wait till August, Mike, to get rolling or what? Uh, I, that part I don't know. Because but you think I know, about it. I know he's ready. No, he's ready, but Mike is But not. I don't know about how much spring so drills September, here. October, November, December, nah, it's not, Mike, it's not even nine months. So he, he may take part in a few things here and there right, right, right. as far as he don't want any setback a one-on-one type deals I don't think you're going to see that and uh, again the development and how they use Harold Perkins because if that was one star that emerged last year on defense man it was Harold and how they're going to use him and uh, Kevin House has talked about moving him around that that way you can't scheme up to block him each and every play to move him left, move him right, a little bit in the middle. I think you're going to see a lot of different ways uh, that Harold Perkins is going to come after the quarterbacks are getting to the backfield. Yeah, uh, high expectations. Uh, Mike, uh, immediate impact and coming out of really nowhere. Uh, when you look at LSU football, has there ever been a player that has maybe flashed like Harold Perkins and then now going into next season, the expectations? Has there been a guy you can recall? Not a front in? seven guy. No, yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I know Stingley and I'm Matthew. I'm not talking about Patrick Peterson and all uh, them or, or Stingley. Uh, even you know. Stingley, who was yeah, unbelievable yeah, yeah. as yeah. a freshman. I'm talking about in the trenches. Um, yeah. I don't remember that. Because Devin White wasn't that guy. Right, he right. He wasn't. Yeah. It was his sophomore year. It was more of his sophomore year because really it's crazy. But I remember having the conversation with Devin. Uh, when we'd have those interview sessions before the season, and he was like, oh, "You got to talk to Coach O for me. I want to play running back." What? You got Fournette? You got you got guys? Uh, William? Well, <laughs> where? You, you can make, get on the field. You got to play linebacker. You can make a better living. And, but uh, uh, man, get paid. but but he picked it up real quickly. Even though he did play some <laughs> linebacker uh, in high school, he really wanted to play running back. That was his spot. But they finally convinced him. But Bob, as far as a front seven player, um, Glenn Darcy, he didn't quite have that big of an impact uh, as a freshman. Yeah, I'm not talking about their whole career. I'm just talking. No, about, I'm talking about like, as a freshman. Shot out of a cannon. Perkins was and, and all unbelievable. And uh, we all had high expectations to build upon what he did in his first year. Yeah, and to return four of your five starting offensive linemen, man, that's big for Jaden Daniels. And we'll see his progress too. And also, uh, man, uh, Taylor at tight end. He, he was outstanding. So, so, so Mike, year. we got a text here. Uh, Tommy Casanova. No, Tom, Tommy didn't play as a freshman. A freshman. Just remember. That's right. We talk about a freshman. We'll because, be, because Tommy Casanova, All-American, right? Twice. Twice, yeah. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.